Hey, this is Evan Marquette's dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast. I'm really excited. I just did uh, my big Love You boot camp and um, ready to chill a little bit, just give some information, talk about some important concepts. Today, we're going to be talking about whether you are accidentally in your masculine energy. Uh, when we're done with today's conversation, I'll show you how you could apply to love you to find a relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Uh, but today, we're going to be talking about some pretty important stuff and stuff that's often misconstrued on the internet because the internet is a place where people make straw man arguments and knock them down and set other people on fire. So today, we're going to speak the language of, of nuance and understanding and compassion and talk about the definition of masculine energy and the definition of feminine energy and how men need to have feminine energy to be good partners and women need to have masculine energy to be good partners. But if you go too far in one direction, it's usually not going to work very well. So without further ado, today's Love You Insight. Uh, we'll start with our definitions because remember, I'm just your humble manservant. I am just your friendly neighborhood dating coach. Uh, most of the things that I talk about are things that uh, I either experienced in 10 plus years of intense dating, 20 years of coaching, or in all of the reading that I've done about this subject. Uh, I am not a scientist. I am not a therapist. Only share with you what I have learned to be true. So masculine energy, as we will define it for our purposes today, is largely about self. Now, this doesn't mean that there couldn't be another version of this. Uh, I know reasonable people can disagree, but for our purposes, masculine energy is about self. It's doing, it's proactive, it's me, my ideas, my ambition, my ego, my way. It's not surprising that if we were to take a caricature of masculine energy, we would end up with a Donald Trump. Um, he is, for all of his considerable flaws, a masculine energy guy. It's all about him. It's not really about anybody else. Uh, nobody else's feelings really come into play. I don't mean to get political. I just use it as a, as a caricature of what masculine energy is. Um, but the masculine energy person feels like he is the sun, everybody else is a planet that's revolving around him, and while that person can be a strong leader, because he certainly won't follow anybody, he may be a challenging partner to be with in a relationship because he doesn't consider anybody's opinions or feelings to be as important as his feelings and opinions, his ego, his ambition. So his work will come first, his ideas will come first, his schedule will come first, um, it doesn't mean this person is inherently a bad person, but we make a strong distinction in love you between someone who's a bad person and a bad partner. Uh, it's hard to be in a, in a relationship with someone who has so much masculine energy that they completely lead and that leaves you constantly in follower position. Now, feminine energy, um, by contrast, if we take it to the other extreme, is all about others. Right? It's putting other people's needs first. It's being receptive, right? Taking things, right? Receiving things. The man gives, he pays money, 
she receives the gifts. He pays for the house. She takes care of the house. He impregnates her. She takes care of the kids. It is a, it is a receiving. It is a nurturing. Um, and again, this does not mean that men can't or shouldn't do this. We're just talking about what we will call feminine energy. It is patient. It is agreeable. It is warm. It is understanding. If we use Donald Trump as the apex of masculine energy, maybe Mother Teresa is the apex of feminine energy, where it's definitely never about Mother Teresa. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. It's about the poor children. Let's put them first. My needs come second. And you can see the problem with that. Too much masculine energy means it's all about him. Too much feminine energy, too much making things about others means that you have no selfishness, you have no boundaries, and you might not get your needs met unless literally your only need is to make your guy happy. And I think you should have greater needs than that. So now we're talking about the extremes of masculine and feminine energy, but at least we have a working definition for you to understand. Now, we all need both. I have talked many times about where I fall on this spectrum. I'm probably a 70% masculine energy guy by default. It is why I give my opinions for a living. It is why I am ambitious. It's why I've had some success in various careers. Um, there's a lot of ego, uh, I hate to say. Uh, and that ego and that ambition and that drive has spurred me to, to have, do some really cool stuff in my life. It's also cost me in a whole bunch of different ways that I can't begin to calculate here um, because when you put yourself first, you're not always seen as a team player or a servant leader or even an agreeable boyfriend or partner. So there's something good about it. And then the feminine energy part of me is the one that allows me to spend every second of every day talking to women uh, and genuinely like women and respect women and care for women and understand intellectually that if I get my way all the time, I'm not going to be with the woman that I even respect if it's all me and I'm not equally valuing her contributions. So I come into the relationship with 70% masculine energy, 15 years into marriage, I'm probably closer to 50-50. Um, and again, I, I think that's a useful construct to understand that we're talking about what works, not just what is. You may be one thing and you ask yourself, is this thing working for me or not? So that brings me to love you in uh, love you month four. As I said, it's a big course to cover a lot of ground. Uh, there's a section on masculine and feminine energy. And I actually created a masculine and feminine energy test, which I just administered to the people in love you bootcamp and everybody gets to go through in month four of the course. And when we do this test, the same as when you do a Myers-Briggs test or something like that, there's no one way to be in the world. There's a strength to being an ENFP and a strength to being an INTJ, and you don't have to live by these labels. The labels are, however, useful to understand where you fall on the spectrum and therefore who you're going to be compatible with on the spectrum. Um, so while there's no one way to be in the world, I would say per love you, that there are ways to be more effective than others, right? A man acting from his feminine energy is rarely effective as a dating strategy with women. Feminine energy being more passive, receptive, easygoing, whatever you want. Women tend not to reward that kind of behavior in men. What do you like? You like the man with the plan. 
hey, I really like you. Let's hang out Friday night. I'll pick you up at nine. All right. He's the one who calls. He's the one who plans. He's the one who puts himself out and makes the first move. It takes a measure of confidence to do that. Women tend to, to value that confidence when you're with a guy who doesn't text you, who doesn't ask you out, who doesn't make plans, who doesn't make the move. That leaves you feeling a little bit off balance in general. I've learned doesn't mean there's no woman who, who responds to that, but in general, men are rewarded for masculine energy. Similarly, women are not as rewarded for that behavior. Right? And that's the hard part is men acting from their masculine consistently plays well. It plays well at work, right? And it plays well in love. Women, unfortunately, are put in the position of having to wear different hats because what works in one venue doesn't always work in the other venue. So if you are want to be in your feminine and you're attracted to masculine energy men, right? But at work, you are the boss and the decision maker. It's hard to not be the boss and the decision maker and micromanage things and take control and make it all about you. And the reason you don't do that is because if you're with a masculine energy man, you're going to have some conflict. You can't have two people reaching out at the same time. You can't have two people making plans at the same time. You can't have two people with their hands on the steering wheel at the same time. It's metaphorical language, but I think you get the idea. So a lot of my clients are masculine energy women, and I joke about this in my Why He Disappeared program. It's... I get clients who are like me, smart, strong, successful, masculine energy 7%, 70% of the time, my ambitions, my ideas, my ego, my schedule, and there's nothing wrong with that. These are my people. I have great respect, right? But you want a guy who's just like that, but more, right? So he could take that. The problem is now we are at 140% masculine energy and no one is deferring. No one is going to be the easygoing one. No one is going to be the person who doesn't care and just decides to get along. So there's just a little bit too much ego, opinion, ideas, busyness when we have one person, when two people really want to sit in the driver's seat. So a lot of my clients want, in theory, to be the feminine energy person, but have a lot of trouble letting go of control for a variety of reasons, none of which I blame you for. As I said, I'm not very good at letting control either. So if women are forced to wear multiple hats, and they are, because remember, remember, we're talking about effective and ineffective. We're talking about what works, not what I want to work, what works, what works better. You texting a guy saying, hey, Brad, I haven't heard from you in three days. What are you doing this Saturday? I got tickets for us for the baseball game. Does that work? You might find Brad has nothing to do on Saturday night. He might come with you to the baseball game because he didn't have other plans. What you really want to do is know that a man is interested in you. How do you know if a man is interested in you? He makes an effort to see you. He makes an offer to call. He makes an effort to plan. You don't actually have to do anything. So your power move as a woman, ironically, is doing nothing. Being in your receptive feminine energy, allowing a man who is interested in you to demonstrate his interest in you, being the CEO of your love life and allowing the intern to work hard to earn the right to get the job instead of being the CEO who chases the intern down the block. So a lot of women confuse that. They think, oh, I'm just being myself. Women are equal to men. I should be able to do whatever I want. Well, you can technically by 21st century you know, mores, you could do whatever you want. But I'll point out that you don't like 
having to text guys to remind them you're alive. You don't like having to ask out guys. You don't like having to make the first move on guys, do you? So if you don't like doing it, then stop doing it. What you might call equality might be over-functioning. You're operating from a place of need. You're operating from a place of scarcity. You're, you don't even recognize the reason you're reaching out to him is that you don't trust he's going to reach out to you. Right? So you're not in your confident, receptive, feminine energy where you're like, come on, boys. Who wants the job the most? Right? Who's going to devise the best strategy? Who's going to earn the right to be with me? That is confident. That is feminine Right? That is not weak and needy, 1950s housewife, none of that stuff. Right? You're actually usually operating from a place of insecurity when you find the need that you need to reach out to guys. Why do you need to reach out to guys? You don't trust they're going to do it for you. And a motivated guy, even a guy who's on the feminine end of the spectrum, got the memo. He knows his job is to reach out to you. He knows his job is to follow up after the date to say, when can I see you again? And so... um. I got a couple anecdotes. I always got anecdotes, but I was giving you the theory. I want to give you the practice because this, this is always an issue around here. This is, this is one of the core things that face smart, strong, successful women when it comes to love. Um, and this is a, uh, from a friend who was talking about how women are really high functioning in the workplace, right? But are more feminine by nature, right? And she calls this, this is her term, she calls it over-functioning. It's doing too much, right? The way you do at work, I'm going to put everything on my plate. I'm going to take responsibility. And again, it's a great trade at work. But when you have to over-function, oh, I'm going to cook him dinner. I'm going to be the best he's ever had in bed. I am going to do his laundry, right? I'm going to do everything I can, which by the way, not bad things. These are things that make for great partners. We're talking very specifically in early phase dating. If you're over-functioning at the beginning, you're doing stuff to win him over, right? Rather than doing what is more effective, which is to receive his gifts. When he says, what are you doing Friday night? Oh my God, that's so sweet. What did you have in mind? When he picks up the check, Oh gosh, thank you so much. That's really so generous. What a cool, what a cool place you took me to. All right. When he buys you breakfast the next morning, oh, sweetie, you didn't have to do that. That's that's really above and beyond. Thank you so much. When he buys you your first little gift, all you have to do is thank you and express warm appreciation for the efforts he's making for you. It is far more effective than making the plans and buying him the gifts and doing the thing. Early phase dating, allow him to win you over with his efforts as opposed to you trying to win him over with your efforts, right? You may think you're doing something that is effective and egalitarian, but for most men, you're trying too hard. You're basically doing his job, letting him know he doesn't have to work very hard and you're going to act like his boyfriend, right? You're going to do all the things and he's just going to sort of passively show up and he doesn't value you as much. He wants to earn it. He wants to work for it. So you don't have to play games. You don't have to play hard to get. You don't have to be weird about it. He calls you, you call him back. He texts you, you text him back. He does something nice for you. You give him a sincere congratulations. You lavish praise on him. But it's mostly appreciation and affirmation for what he's doing for you than you trying to do for him. This goes out the window. If you're in a good relationship, 
all this stuff where you're sort of at the beginning, sort of functioning from a place of, I don't know where I am on this spectrum. I don't know where he is. We're going to sort of feel this out. I love the concept of mirroring. I love the concept of doing nothing in a marriage. You don't want to sit on your hands and do nothing, right? If I did nothing for my wife, because I'm trying to be more in my receptive feminine energy to be a more agreeable partner, my wife would not like if I didn't do anything, I would stop paying the bills. I would stop taking out the groceries. Uh, I, I mean, that's, that doesn't work. And similarly, you fall into roles in a relationship where if you agree upon the roles, it doesn't matter who does what. This is very specifically for early phase dating and courtship phase, right? Allow him to do for you. Once you become a partner, then you can give more back and demonstrate why you're the world's greatest girlfriend. You want a guy to do more for you. It's something that gets lost. It's, it's, it's not a game. No one's actually keeping score, but you don't want it to be perceived that you're courting the man. Um, and I hate to put this, it sounds like evolutionary biology. It sounds, you know, it, it sounds more like stereotypical gender role play than I'm comfortable with because I'm not telling someone who, who their essential being is, or this is the only way to be. Um, I've just observed that men really do want to win you over with their efforts. I told a story once upon a time, and this is off track, but you know, when I was single, you know, I was just like a you know regular guy and I was into, you know, hooking up and getting laid and, and all that. But it was never interesting to me if she threw herself at me. It was never interesting to me. I went on a date once with someone who literally put her hands down my pants at the bar. And although that's eventually where I was trying to get by the end of the night, I found it a turnoff. And I can't say why. I can't say whether it's unfair or hypocrisy. All I could tell you is that I find it much more interesting, appealing, attractive, when I could win someone over with my charm and seduce than to have someone do everything for me without having earned it at all. And I think there's a lot of guys who feel the same way. I, I think as a woman, you could even understand that where some guy is crazy about you. He puts you up on a pedestal and he's known you for like no time at all. And he wants to be your girlfriend. And you're like, whoa, 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 too much too soon. Sort of the same thing when someone's way, way out ahead of you. So always be a little bit behind guys in terms of sh showing effort, giving praise, doing anything. Let him lead the effort at the beginning. And then as you warm up, you could start to reciprocate. If you find that this podcast um, touched a nerve or triggered you in any way because you are doing it that way, if you're doing it in a way that works for you, if taking on the traditional masculine role of calling, planning, paying, nudging, um, making the first move. If that is working for you, ignore everything I'm saying. This is for people who've discovered, Hey, in one place in life, I, I'm, I'm the go out and get it girl. And I've discovered that being the go out and get it and texting guys and reminding them that I want to hang out with them. Hasn't been a very effective strategy for me. Here is your effective strategy. And we literally spend an entire month on this strategy when you're in love you. Um, one more paradigm shift. Uh, this is a real story. Woman in her mid-40s, bright, competent. And she, her history was taking on too many men where because she was so bright and competent and take care of business, every guy sort of turned into another dependent. So 
it was a matter of trying to fix guys, right? Like taking, taking on a guy and then suddenly she's doing everything for him. And so I'm thinking of two people in particular, women who are close friends of mine, who were dating guys who were friends of mine. And the guys were more sensitive artist guys, a little bit more damaged, a little more feminine energy. And this is the other side, right? This is the counterpoint. So they were taking on the mothering role for these sort of guys and propping them up. And what they realized they needed more in their relationship was I needed to take off my masculine, which makes me $200,000 a year at work. And I needed to be with a guy and allow him to be that man. And I like who I am better when I'm with that person. I don't turn into his mother. I turn into his partner. I turn into his wife. And so I know two women who are masculine energy women who changed their choice of men to guys who are a little bit more alpha, right? But they are able to put up with the alpha sides because they get the rewards of being in the relationship. But it does mean you have to shift. So for you listening, I'm not telling you which of these guys to date. I can make a good argument both ways. All I want to point out is you either have to change the way you show up in relationships and be more in your receptive feminine, be more easygoing instead of less controlling. Or if you're going to be the person who wants to have a say over everything, if you want to actually have veto power over the president, that's fine. You need to be with a guy who's a little bit more agreeable and easygoing. And so this is the kind of stuff that we will work on together. I'm not telling you who to be with. I'm trying to steer you who you should be with based on your natural personality. Got it? Good. All right. Any of this sounds good to you? Not just the theory, but putting it into practice because it's really hard to do this on your own. Go to www.edmundmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Watch my video on fixing your broken man picker once and for all. When you're done, fill out an application. Book a time to uh, get a love you breakthrough session absolutely free with me or someone on my team. And I will hold your hand to show you how to take these ideas, implement them, and actually get the relationship that you have been swearing for your whole life that you actually want. So next part of today's venture, it's the love you small wins. And I love you, my, lo love you small wins because they're always real. I never have to write anything because the clients tell me all that I need to hear. This one, no name, because um, I don't write down the names. My small win is that this time last year, I was dating someone who couldn't show up for me around my birthday. But now I'm getting three people who are all being nice to me without any anxiety around it. One of them gave me a present. Another one's taking me out to a concert tomorrow. The other's taking me out to dinner. I didn't ask for any of it. I'm just letting it happen. It's a big change for me. Based on that description, would you think that she is in her masculine or her feminine energy? She's receiving gifts from three guys simultaneously who all want the job. I think you know the answer. So my recommended read for this week, um, I'm, I'm now referring recommended reads to a uh, former blog post of mine. This is on evanmarkcats.com. Um, can I stay with a man if I'm more masculine than he is? This is the reader question. Can I stay with a man if I'm more masculine than he is? Uh, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Uh, at least I'll read a section of it verbatim. I love being around him and being intimate with him, except for one thing. I'm stronger than he is. And I don't mean this in some sort of man bashing way. I'm not a man hater. I love men. I prefer being the submissive partner. And I'm so excited when I'm with a man, I can relax and be my complete feminine self with. 
So when I say stronger, I suppose what I'm really saying is I feel like I have to be a lot more in my masculine around him and it's turning me off big time. He looks to me for strength. He looks to me for self-control. He looks to me to keep him in check. And I don't want that. I don't want to mommy him and I don't want to feel like I need to monitor him. It kills all the attraction for me. I probably gave this away too soon. So if you were to try to get ahead of what, how I was going to answer this question, what would you think I was going to say? It's pretty predictable, actually. Men are perfectly happy, in general, being in the masculine slash controlling role. Right? Having a say in everything. You're not the boss of me. Very typical guy move. Right? We want to say in everything. Right? So if you're comfortable with this dynamic of being with that guy, then you can do whatever you want. Right? I'm alluding to the person who asked the question. Right? If she's comfortable being with the guy who is weaker than her and doesn't show up in his masculine, she's allowed to stay in that relationship. Because again, no one is here. No one is the hall monitor is telling you who you should and shouldn't be with. All right, what do I ask you to do? Pay attention to your feelings. Can you be yourself? Can you let down your guard? Is it easy? The reason my relationship works, the reason I crow about it on this podcast is somehow, some way after 300 dates, I found myself in a relationship where I could be myself, right? And whatever role I play seems to be the right one. And whatever role my wife plays seems to be the right one. And it requires very little negotiation. Some, right? Relationships take effort, but it's not work. So, um, in why he disappeared, as I said, I mentioned the idea that it's easy to complain about a guy who is too wishy-washy, and I'm not blaming you for complaining about guys who are too wishy-washy and can't make decisions and can't lead. The hard part is when you say, I want a man who's more decisive, and then he says, I want to go out to sushi, and you're like, ah, I'm not feeling sushi. And he says, okay, I know this amazing Italian place. I just had Italian last night. And then he says, so what do you want to do? And she goes, can't you just make a decision? <laughs> right? This is the conundrum of being the opinionated woman who wants to be with the man who is decisive, but really doesn't let him make too many decisions, wants him to make the decision that she wants him to make. So never really fully lets go of control. And that guy doesn't work well under those conditions. If you're going to empower him to make decisions, you have to allow him to make decisions. You have to trust him to make decisions. All right. You can't hire president and then constantly veto the president, which doesn't mean that you should be some demure wallflower who has no opinion and no say. It's that not everything needs to be negotiated. Not everything needs to be a battle. Not everything needs to be a fight. Sometimes there's wonderful grace in just saying yes. I've become so much more of a yes person after 15 years of marriage and kids where I don't really care what I eat for dinner anymore. <laughs> Whatever you put on the plate, I'm very grateful. I will lap all of it up and have a second portion. All right. There's really not many things that are worth fighting about. And so it's just learning to let go of some of the small stuff and you're going to have a healthier relationship. Um, and really, if you find guys that you look to for leadership and again, which does not mean you're a follower, it doesn't mean you're incapable of leading your own life. But if you like a guy who's more in his alpha masculine. It's incumbent upon you not to micromanage him, right? 
And it's not easy. You have to find a guy you trust enough to make good decisions, right? Because that trust is everything. It does become emasculating to be micromanaged within a relationship. I get micromanaged um, as a father, not so much as a husband. I tend to do a pretty good job as a husband, but as a father, I definitely, um, a source of, of many of our marital issues I'm thinking of one silly one recently where my wife put up a whole bunch of tents for my daughter's 12th birthday party, tents with like air mattresses in them. And the day after the party, my wife was, you know, running around cleaning up and I was trying to help out. And I said, could I, you know, could I take down the tents for you? And she basically acted like I wasn't going to be able to figure out how to do it. And I was like, no, no, I, I already did it. Like I got it. I already did one of them. No, no, no. Let me come, come down there. Let me show you how. And she basically was treating me like a child. And I, and I got upset. I was like, just, could you just let me do something? I'm a 50-year-old man. I'm, I know I'm not great with my hands, but I could figure that kind of stuff out. A lot of guys are, you know, almost embarrassingly, uh, embarrassing about not willing, being willing to take directions. Don't tell me what to do. The masculine doesn't like to be corrected or directed. But I have no trouble admitting when I'm wrong. I have no trouble asking for help when I don't know how to do something. There's many things my wife is better at than I am. But I will say that when, you, when you're with someone who doesn't trust you, like I can't take the kids out to the park without her packing snacks for me. No, no, no. I, I could do this, honey. Right? So I think that there is this thing that, that gets lost where the desire to do things your way, to do things right, to do things perfect, is contraindicated with the fact that He's an autonomous human being, and you have to trust him at a certain point. If you're with a partner you can't trust, you probably shouldn't even be with the partner at all. So, food for thought. Um, I've mentioned that my masculine energy was a seven, this sort of ambitious know-it-all go-getter, and it's been tempered by marriage because to be a good husband, you have to shave off some of that opinion. You have to shave off some of that ego. You have to do a lot more yes, dear. Uh, yes, dear, is the answer to relationships. And it really, we, we, you know, the joke is about men saying yes, dear, because men are generally the more stubborn, uh, less conciliatory, less compromising lot, right? But if you're a smart, strong, successful woman, you have a lot in common with these masculine energy, highly opinionated, know-it-all guys. And learning to say yes, dear, is your friend. And so either you... Shave off some of that part of your personality to be more agreeable within a relationship, or you change your choice of partner to someone who's more agreeable, who allows you to be the micromanager, allows you to be in control and appreciate the fact that you think of everything and they don't have to make as many decisions, right? And this is all about balance. And I, I use a lot of metaphors, but the metaphor I always use is, is, you know, good relationship feels like putting your foot in a shoe. And if the shoe doesn't fit, you don't get angry at the shoe and you don't get angry at your foot. You just keep on trying on different pairs of shoes. So what we really want to do is try on a pair of shoes where it just fits. And we don't have to be in our head about who's the masculine and who's the feminine. We kind of fall into our roles, right? We, we play the part well. It suits us, right? I mentioned my masculine energy friends who are so highly competent at work and they dated guys who were just a little softer than they were and they needed a different kind of guy. Instead of going more beta, they went with more alpha, right? And they got a reward for that, 
right? But it allowed them to soften up. It allowed them to be less controlling at home than they are at work. And so the easy love you saying is you don't have to change to find love. You just have to change your choice of men. If you realize that when you're in your masculine, you're not going to get the masculine guy, then it is incumbent upon you to consider how can I become a little bit more agreeable, a little bit more receptive, a little bit more easygoing in order to be a good partner for the kind of man I want to be with. All right. But remember, I'm never going to tell you to change your personality because just as easy to choose a different kind of man and then you don't have to change a thing. Interesting stuff, right? Like, like very interesting stuff. This is, this is like a coaching session today. Um, realize most masculine energy people don't adapt. They don't like to change. It's why you can never find one of these guys and ask them to change for you. Right. Oh, I thought when we married, he'd work less. Oh, I thought he'd be a little bit nicer. I thought he'd be a little bit more agreeable. No, 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 no changing man. This is all up to you. Right. You can't make someone change because you want them to change. So today's love you love story. I haven't looked at it, but we had a good week in love you. We had two clients who got engaged this week and we had two clients who got new boyfriends this week. Let's see which story we chose. I just woke up in a cute B&B with Phil and just ate breakfast in bed after a fun night of dinner and dancing. The day before we got here, this wasn't even in the plans. It just unfolded into a quick little getaway. I'm so relaxed and so happy to have a man that loves me and treats me like a queen. Thank you, Evan, for believing in love when I had lost hope. I never thought it could be so good, so easy, so real. Signed, Tanya. I love that. Another example of feminine energy at work. So, my name is Evan Mark Katz. This has been the Love You Podcast. If you enjoyed this on Apple or any of the other places where you get your podcast, please leave us a positive review. It makes a difference in the algorithm. Other people see that and encourages them to put their faith in me and the Love You podcast. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time to give, a, give me a minute of your life uh, so that you could do something nice for me. Uh, if you're on YouTube, click on the bell, get notified when new content new content uh, comes out, subscribe, make sure that you don't miss anything because I'm always doing these things and I'm always doing reels, uh, which is sort of chopped up pieces of the podcast uh, for people who are attention span challenged. And most importantly, if you enjoy these lessons, going deep, getting into the nuance, using case studies to illustrate these principles that work in real life, please, for your sake, not for mine, Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Watch my video on fixing your broken man picker. Apply to love you. And let's get you into a community of smart, strong, successful women just like you who are committed to changing your lives and getting the safe, loving, unconditional relationship that you've always sought. I thank you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Are you the woman who has everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkcats.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started.